0: This week's episode of the Half we talk about free agency, and once again, coming out empty-handed for the Canadians. Of course, we're going to cover the Aho uh, failed offer sheet. Duchesne um, was the ca- the second choice for Duchesne was the Canadians, as it is, seems to be every year. The Canadians are the second choice. Uh, we're going to talk about the Shaw trade, who the Canadians actually managed to sign, and of course, what's left not much. Maybe a trade. What are we going to do with our cap space? As always, follow us on Twitter, at the Habs Forum. Dustin. Bergie tried his best. <laughs> tried his darndest.
1: But nothing. Well, not nothing. I mean, you got Keith Kincaid.
0: <laughs> yes, yes. Which I, I think, I mean, some people wanted McElady more than Kincaid. I guess Kincaid had, like, not the best stats last year. But just overall, I think I prefer, I prefer Kincaid. He's like a bit younger, and he could be end up being a backup for a few years, you know.
1: Yeah, I don't think you could go wrong with either one of them. I thought they were two; they were basically the two best backup goalies. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I mean, yeah, like you said, MacKinnon. I think's thirty eight years old. Kincaid's twenty nine, if I'm not mistaken. So obviously, there's an age difference there. Um, signed him to a one year deal too. So I mean, I think that sort of opens up the possibility. If ever Lingering were to have a great camp, then he can maybe steal the job from Kincaid. But That's uh, true. I think
0: for Kincaid, maybe he could have had more than one year elsewhere, and he maybe he's hoping to have a bounce back here. Uh, to, I mean, he's still probably always going to be a backup, but he, this was his worst statistical year. His save percentage was under 900, and his goals against was over 3.36, actually. So, I, I, I'm thinking he's signed a one-year deal to just kind of, like, show he can still be an excellent backup in the NHL. I think he's going to have a great year in Montreal, honestly.
1: Oh, yeah, definitely. Well, I think, I mean, yeah, his numbers weren't that great, but I mean the couple of games that I saw, um, and I thought he was pretty decent. I mean, let's not forget he was playing behind the Devils. Yeah. So I mean, obviously not a very good team. Um, the Canadians, much hey, better team. So uh, I think he. Oh yeah, the Canadians and their year.
0: stacked defense. <laughs>
1: <laughs> the off
0: season's not over yet. <laughs> yeah, of course, of course. I it, it can't be worse than Yemi, of course. Uh, but uh, but hey, we're happy Kincaid signed. He was an important piece to sign. But, I mean, we're not going to go throwing a parade because of Keith Kincaid. No. I mean, it happened again. Dushane was like, so, so what happens is Shaw gets traded the day before free agency hits. And, oh, my God, we're like, oh, my God, why? Freeing up more cap space. He must know. And then, like, Dushane just like,
1: nah. Yeah. Well, well, I mean, they must have already known that they weren't going to get Dushane, presumably. I don't know. the 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 idea is that Duchesne was had two teams in
0: mind, and it was Nashville and Montreal. And it actually seems to be genuine, and it actually seems to be like he actually because he, he he's been interviewed about it. People and he, and he he actually seems like he liked the Canadians, the idea of coming to Montreal. He just loves Nashville, loves country music. I'm positive, Bergie offered him more than eight million a year that he ended up signing.
1: Oh yeah, I would definitely think so. I mean, no, I definitely think <coughs> sorry that it was genuine, genuine. Uh, about no, <laughs> about wanting to about about you know really considering the Canadians but I mean they made the move if I'm not saying the day before they traded Shaw so I mean I'm sure they they had known the day before oh, you never not. know You never maybe know. not maybe things not. change things change but I mean at the beginning I mean I think I, I don't think I'm the only one either that wasn't sure if we really wanted Duchesne I mean because I th- I mean, I think most people thought he was going to get a lot more than eight million. That's the thing.
0: That's the, at eight million. The, yeah. the, I mean, Nashville
1: got a great contract. Yeah, that that was the most disappointing thing to me is yeah. to see the deal that he got, and uh, like if we could have got him for eight million, that would have been amazing. But then
0: we probably would have got him for like nine point five, is what it is, and that's not as amazing. But then yeah. the thing is, yes, you're overpaying. He's probably not worth nine point five, but like. I'd rather... Like, right now, we're overpaying for Carl Alsner. I mean, like, you overpay players sometimes on your cap. At least that's overpay for, like, a serviceable player who's, who's yeah. legit, no, right? For but, sure, you know, for it didn't sure. happen. And, but it seems to happen every... Like, usually, it almost feels like teams use the Canadians as leverage to just get higher salaries. Like, I don't know if the Canadians are actually even on their radar. But every year, it seems like the Canadians are in on the, big, the other big names and just... Yeah. No, he just liked the other team a little bit better.
1: Yep. Yeah, unfortunately. I mean, it is what it is. I mean, maybe next year. <laughs> but, I mean, I think there is... Do you know what the free agency crop for next year is? It's pathetic. There's, like, nothing good. Oh, no, I haven't, I haven't. looked, but... Okay, I'll take your word for it. <laughs> Can't be worse than Jake Gardner being the top defenseman, though. <laughs> uh, I mean, on defense, I don't know. But, yeah, there's. I, I when I looked, there's not. There wasn't much. But, uh, I mean... At the end of the day, I mean, like like you said, you're always going to uh, overpay in free agency. I mean, the Canadians have a lot of picks. They have 12 picks for next year. Um, they have, obviously, a lot of prospects, one of the deepest prospect pools in the NHL right now. So if they want to go out and get better, which I think, obviously, they will when going out to at least go get a left, uh, left-handed left defenseman, I mean, they have the assets to move. And, I mean, a lot of the time when you're going to get a trade, like, for example, if they went to get Goss' bear or uh, if they go get Letty or Fowler, Yes, you have to give up assets, but you're not giving someone, like, a $9 million contract either. Like, Austin Sparrow sure. like, $4.5 No, million they have, definitely
0: have better contracts. But, like, given the Canadian situation with the cap, I'm not that worried about big contracts, you know? Like, what's worse, giving the big contracts or losing the assets, you know?
1: No, I mean, that's that's true. But at the same time, I mean, yeah, we have a lot of cap space now. But in two or three years, I mean, Paling, Cutkiniemi, Domi, Of course, Qatar. of course.
0: I mean, the, the most interesting is the lo- lower term. Like, I would give a player like g- even a gardener even more than the 7 million he wants if he's willing to sign for th- 3 years but I think he wants term because of his back injury right yeah but uh and I feel like we're burying the lead we'll get back to the potential uh <laughs> like what what's left in free agency and trades and all that later but of course the big news everyone was like there for sure is going to be offer sheet this year no there's never offer sheets oh but it's the perfect year for offer sheet there was an offer sheet George Larocque was right <laughs> he is now considered an insider, apparently, and the Canadians offer Aho an offer sheet that I think they probably didn't even want him to sign. I mean, he signed it, but they, they there's no chance. Bergerman thought for a second that wasn't going to get matched.
1: I don't know. I mean, it's it, it was, was it, it was definitely a low risk, very high reward um, sort of home run swing. Um, I mean. Obviously Carolina has a lot of money. I mean their owner has a lot, has is like a billionaire or whatever. But I mean at the same time, because of what's happened, because of the financial situation, obviously he's he none of the players on Carolina have any sort of signing bonus because he's so against giving them signing bonuses. It, it did kind of make sense. I mean, I, I thought it made sense to, to do this sort of a move. It, no, it this owner isn't gonna work is
0: yet. a billionaire, okay? This whole idea that he doesn't like giving bonuses, it's just the business sense and all that. But with, with the season that Carolina just had and how they did a, did a great job improving their, their the, 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 the relationship with their fan base with the whole storm surge and everything, I mean, this would have been a huge hit to Carolina Hurricanes, the business, to lose Aho to nothing there's no way he was gonna let that happen and at that price and the thing with the bonuses is that like people were bringing up that he just lost I think it was 70 million in that failed football league yeah to me that's a sign of a billionaire who's not scared to lose money because anyone who invested in that league knew they're probably gonna lose a lot of money so like he has the money to spare and it just it almost seems like 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 because what the owner said in, in interviews afterward is that he thinks he said he kind of insinuated he wasn't mad at Bergie, He was more mad at um, Aho's agent, which yeah. tend to be the main assholes in all these <laughs> negotiations. And he thinks he kind of like he didn't say that directly, but he kind of insinuated that the agent kind of led Bergerman to believe that they might not like they might not match it and all that. So basically, he got Bergerman to do his bidding for him, made his job easier by signing that contract and all that. So it, it kind of seems to me like Bergeron got played, and I feel like you could see it in his press conference even before that it got matched. I feel like he already knew it was going to get matched because I'm sure there's a back and forth between Waddell and him and all that. Yeah. He didn't look happy.
1: Well, he took a chance. I mean, yeah. But what's the
0: point? I mean, I could you could send a DM to Britney Spears, ask her out on a date. <laughs> it's very low risk, Dustin. High reward. <laughs> I mean, this is basically what he did. There's no chance this was going to happen. Like, my thing is, like, Give him ten point five and that actual first round pick. Then they actually have to think about it.
1: Yeah, I'm still waiting on that DM back from Brittany. I know, yeah, right, right. <laughs> actually, <she laughs> you never know. Never know. Like, no, but <laughs> high reward. No, but would you really want to give Aho ten point five million though? Anyway, it's, it's
0: just five years for Aho in his prime years, a and top a first-line center, so a first line center. So what? So what? Two firsts. You know what? The two two first. Lot. You mean the two thirty-first picks in the draft? Because we're winning the cup. Ah, you know, maybe not. You know, but like, still, like, we're making the team better. It's probably going to be in the twenties if, if if you if you pick him up. It just. If, yeah. the th- my thing is is if you're gonna do an offer sheet, go all the way. This, this offer sheet. There was like. It was like. No, there was like no point. Like it, an offer sheet's only going to work for a top player, if you overpay. Like way more than his value, he basically gave him his actual value, and and the team gets some assets. So if you're not willing to do those two things, then just don't do the offer sheet. It's a waste of time.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, again, I mean there was there was a very low chance that it was actually going to work. Again, he he took a swing. Tried it out. Obviously, it didn't work. I mean, he saw the open a potential opening. I mean, again, I mean their their gate receipts last year were like twenty three million. I know it was like the
0: equivalent. <laughs> oh, it, it was the yeah. same amount as the bonuses they have to pay in a year. Now, I, I get that whole aspect of it, but I only honestly think his main reason for doing it is just a publicity stunt. And what pisses me the off the most about this is that is that it worked because <laughs> Habs fans are just eating it up. And like at the end of the day. He probably just on a business side, it was a good move for him, but that annoys me because because it, it, it wasn't it wasn't. But all all these memes of Ber- Bergerman having big balls and all that is like no, it wasn't <laughs> a big ball move. It was like whatever. And and now the owner apparently is is told to his GM that as soon as uh, the Canadians have anyone available for an offer sheet, they're gonna like well we might end up getting like four for first round picks for like an average player out of it. But who knows. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, I don't know. Just go do it. If you're going to do it, do it. Don't do it halfway.
1: I mean, anyway, I mean it, we're only what like 3 days now in free agents? I mean, obviously there's not a whole lot of free agents left, but I mean there's you still hate 2 the months. You only
0: good one left.
1: I know, but I'm starting to come around a little bit. I know. I, 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 I got that feeling. I got that feeling. <laughs> no, but it's, it's not that it's it's not that I want to give him necessarily what he's worth, but I mean and again, obviously we're talking about Jake Gardner here. Um I mean, I think just the fact that he's still there, obviously. I mean, you would think that maybe teams are a little bit scared off with the back injury. Yeah, I don't know. I don't
0: know what what it is. Uh, he there's there's a lot of there's a lot of rumors of why he's still there, but they all seem to be bull. He just seems to be kind of being close to the vest, and I get the impression that none of the insiders know what he's thinking.
1: They think maybe, but I don't know. It seems a little weird. Yeah, uh, definitely.
0: A, a lot of people think he just wants to stay in Toronto, and he's waiting for the Marner thing to finish to see if there's any way for him to go back to Toronto.
1: I, mean, I don't think there's any possible way that he I, so to I don't think so Especially either. I don't think so either. Especially with they just got Tyson Berry. I mean, it, it would make it, any it, sense.
0: And they also um, people were saying if they don't end up signing CC, but they did sign CC already. Uh, oh, they so, did sign season? Yeah, they did. They did. The
1: yeah, I don't think I don't think there's any way he goes back to Toronto. Um, I mean, especially, I mean, he's not exactly a fan, <laughs> fan favorite there either. But he, he's more
0: polarizing. I say, I mean, like the, the haters are loud, but I, I, when I lived in Toronto, I knew plenty of people that would defend him. To, to know the thing is, is he does make big game mistakes that like show up that you, you notice. But like, let's not forget, he spent the last few years playing next to Ron Hainsey, Zaitsev. That's true. Th- those ain't Shea Weber and <laughs> Jeff
1: Petrie. Not exactly a who's who of uh, all star defensemen. Exactly. I,
0: I don't actually. I, I num- cap friendly. I mean, still says Cody Ceci's not signed, but I swear I saw somewhere that he signed. I don't signed. remember seeing anything. Or, 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 or maybe, the, it. or maybe it's they're, they're like it's clear that he will sign kind of thing. That they they, they,
1: they know. But he's um, yeah, yeah, if we can, if we could get him on a short term deal, then then yeah, I mean, like you were saying before, and even even maybe potentially overpaying a little bit. Yeah,
0: exactly. I would rather give him too much money yeah. for like three years. You know, then giving him like less money for like seven years. But I was thinking about that because the the the, the term the thing that's scary is that his, his back problems, right? Mm. But for a team like the Canadians, let's say in five years he can't play anymore and he ends up on the long term IR. For for a team like us, who cares? Molson well, can foot yeah. the bill and then it doesn't affect the cap. You know?
1: Yeah, I guess that's true. But I mean, it's not necessarily that he's not going to be able to play anymore. Yeah, he might so fall it's off. Just, yeah. yeah it's just- Especially with a back injury. I mean, that's, for a defenseman, that's, that's going to be pretty important. But, I mean, the other thing, too, is that on the left D, I mean, right now, obviously, we don't have a whole lot. But in a few years, you know, like three, four years, we're going to have Romanov coming in, Jordan Harris, uh, Jaden uh, Strubble. So, I mean, there are some yeah. guys in the pipeline that we have some, some high hopes for. Um, but, if I mean, yeah, I think if we can maybe, at this point, you know, seeing that he hasn't been signed yet, if we can maybe get him on a two two three three-year deal, I think that'd be that's, that that could be doable. That might be a good option instead of having to give up big time assets for that's like Gostisbehere. Even though I don't think that's going to happen, I think the
0: most likely of the the rumored left defenseman to move is is Nick Letty. Um, but the thing is, is if if Nick Letty's moved, it's going to be for they they need offense basically, right? They they were the best defensive team. Uh, they had a crazy strong like defensive year last year. I, th- I think that's going to fall off because I think they Lou. Messed up with the Islanders, letting Leonard go after that amazing year, yeah. and then signing Varlamov, who's been kind of terrible for the four last four years, week. five million. Yeah, like I really don't, really, really don't get that. But um, that the, the, what do the Canadians offer the Islanders to 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 go get him? We, we're making our team worse, right? Because they're gonna want someone who can provide offense right now. I mean, like, is it like a Tatar? Like we already got rid of
1: Shaw. Yeah, well, I think you're probably looking at like picks and prospects. Um, and that's the thing. Go I don't up. think that's
0: what the Islanders are going to want. No. They're yeah. going to want a roster player. If they're yeah, moving, they'd like potentially. Byron um,
1: potentially. I mean, I obviously wouldn't. It would take more than Byron to do that. But um, I think I mean another good option. I don't think we talked about it last week, but we did. We have talked about it offline. Is uh, Marco Scandella? That could be. A, a D, I mean, obviously not as not as your plan A. Yeah, but, but I mean, what would you
0: rather sign Gardner to a contract or get Scandilla for like a third round pick and then he ends up just not cutting it being another defenseman that shows up well
1: cut. I mean is is Gardner gonna sign a two or three year deal I mean I, I would rather get Scandilla roll the dice than sign Gardner to a five or six year deal
0: but at this point we're always doing these safe <clears throat> moves I mean it's time to spend the cap Price and Weber ain't getting any younger it's time to like go for it with these players and Gardner, if could end up being exactly what the Canadians need, it might blow up in their face too. But they have to take a risk at some point. Like I mean, it's like I was I was joking in our chat. We we just signed the the same players like every year. Cap friend, uh, not cap friendly because I'm on cap friendly. But cap space, cap space is our most overplayed player on our team.
1: Yeah, but I don't know. I I I would never sign Gardner to a five or six year deal. I think that's going to tie. I think the- I'd give I'd give him five years. Really. I mean, I'd say maybe four. I wouldn't be super comfortable with that, but maybe four years at the max. Um, I mean, and if that doesn't work out, then I'd try to go get one of those good defensemen to give up assets, you know, in a trade. Like a gossip Bear, like a Fowler, like a Letty. And the worst-case scenario, if you're on, like, Plan Z, basically, then you go get Scandella. <laughs> okay, but, like... What well, would you, let's say the price?
0: So there was actually a blogger for the Islanders who was throwing out a Tatar for a, for Letty trade, you know, as a, as a possibility, right? Like let's say the price is like Tatar in a second for for Letty. Yeah, do that.
1: Tatar in a second
0: versus just signing Gardner.
1: Uh, it depends on the deal. If if it if it was a two or three year deal, I'd take Gardner. If it were if it had to be like a five year deal, then I'd make the trade.
0: I don't know, man. Is like is Letty like Letty has Letty ever produced as much as Gardner? I mean last year Letty had twenty six points in eighty two games. I mean it was maybe an off year. I mean the Islanders weren't scoring in general last year. But I mean, I mean, and Garner has been—you never know, right? Because Garner has been in good situations lately. But even when the Leafs were were terrible, Garner was still still put up some points. So I, like, is like, and all the advanced stats tell you that Garner is like way better than people think he is. I mean, fifty points, fifty-two points, forty-three points. I mean, I
1: don't know. He puts up the points, but is he? Not not that not strong defensively, but I guess I mean yes. That's the thing. He's help. not
0: as bad defensively as people say. Yeah, the thing he makes boneheaded mistakes Which once in a while. <laughs> no, but that's the thing. He's not always. It's just that the mistakes that he does make. They look, they look worse. They look magnified because they they can be in bad situations and all that. But it's not like he's he's throughout the game constantly turning the puck over left, right, and center. And he and he, he has good possession numbers. I mean, the, the puck just tends not to be in his zone when when he's on the ice. He's he's a solid player. I and mean, the only thing that worries me about Gardner is is the back issue. I mean, that is that is an, a, a serious yeah, potential which is issue for sure. Obviously, a big issue. But he One hasn't year. missed that many games over the years. I mean, this year is the only year. He, he played sixty two games. Before that, every year he was playing between seventy nine and
1: eighty two. Yeah. But uh, I mean, that's a pretty big concern when you're looking to sign a guy potentially for like five or six years. Of course, I wonder if
0: that 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 could very well be why he's still not signed.
1: Well, you would think so.
0: Maybe maybe people yeah. are looking at his, at, his, at his like looking at his medicals and and they're like they're saying they can't grab him. So, but at this point, the Canadians have to be one of the favorites to sign him.
1: Oh, you would think so. Well, I think um, I had read somewhere that it's down to like three teams. I think one of them was the Islanders. I don't know. And I think Minnesota. I could be wrong about that, though. Mm-hmm. But I, I really get the again. feeling that people
0: just don't know Gardner. He seems to be keeping it close to the vest. But uh, I don't know. I, I, I mean, I think I'd rather keep him. Because the thing is, if you already moved Shaw, and that's another thing, like, what do you think about the fact that he moved Shaw, it was a purely cap move? And the return for it was fine. It was when you consider that we traded two seconds for Shaw, right? Yeah. And then we just got a second and a third. So basically, you, you, you paid to go from second to third of, in a draft for, like, what was it, four years of Shaw? Mm. I mean, it, it, that this is great asset management, if you ask me. But Sean's still serviceable. Like we're we're a worse team on right now. Yeah. Oh, yeah, than sure. we were at the end of the season last year.
1: Oh, definitely. I mean, uh, yeah. I thought, like, like you said, I think it was a good deal. Well, in in the sense that they got a good return. Like for Like, if Sean. we were
0: cap strapped, which we are
1: not at all. No. <laughs> you know, like. But I mean, you yeah you, there has to be a follow up move to that. I mean, they, they But Do you not
0: think there was one that he thought he had one and then it fell through? Because I think he was Ooh. darn close to Lee too. I think Lee. I think Lee wanted to go back to the Islanders, but the Islanders wanted Panarin. Bob McKenzie, who was probably the insider we respect the most, he said that they were the favorites to sign Lee the night before uh, to sign uh, Panarin. I mean, and then that fell through. Panarin signed with the Rangers. So I'm thinking that maybe if pa- Panarin signed with the Islanders, the Canadians would have signed Lee. So so maybe that maybe that's why he moved Shaw, right? Because it makes it move the winger because he's going to go get get another winger. I mean. I'm thinking that he made that Shaw deal Thinking he was like 90% sure he had this other thing in the bag And when that other thing fell through That's when he threw out the offer sheet Because in that press conference He didn't look happy
1: about throwing out the offer sheet it it That's was, it was his vibe was really weird in that. Yeah, place. it was it was a weird vibe. You know, like he um. and he
0: kept emphasizing Ejo wants to play here. He wants to play here. He wants to play for Montreal. No, not everyone wants to play for the Canadians. Like he always he's always emphasizing. Mm-hmm. Last year I remember him mentioning, or maybe it was the year before, because it happens every fucking year, <laughs> mentioning that players if they don't want to play in Montreal, there's nothing you can do. Mm-hmm. So that seems to be a recurring theme to him. That like was he the second choice for both Lee? And Duchesne And then he was Pissed about it So he was like Fuck it Let me go Send an offer sheet To AO You
1: know Let's go piss off <laughs> Yeah exactly For no good goddamn reason Because they're Obviously going to Match it Um, I mean maybe Maybe that's That's what happened I mean maybe They, they thought they Were going to get Lee I mean Lee got 7 million 7 years I wouldn't give him that I don't know I don't think that I don't think that's not that bad Like he's a pure goal I mean
0: he's going to Be bad It's one of those All these contracts They're all bad at the end the last, like, two years are going to be bad. But the, the, the way the Canadian... The, the reason I don't mind giving a high, longer term right, at this point is, like, the, the Canadian... Like, they already have bad contracts... Like, long contracts that are probably not going to be as good later on. Like, we have our top players with contracts that are stepping in a way that we should be trying to win now. And you win these days while you have those players on, like, cheap contracts... <laughs> So, we have those guys coming up. Like, it's the time to kind of go for it for the Canadians.
1: Yeah. Well, I, I don't know. I, I don't find Andrews' lead that good, to be honest with you. No, I, I mean, he's, a, he's a, he I, or, Yeah, he I'm a, like, always surprised when I see his stats. I'm like, no, shit, know he scored exactly. that many goals?
0: But, you know, he's just one of those guys that he always ends up putting in the back of the net. But, I mean, the thing is, even with Duchesne, I've always said that, like, we need defense more than anything. I would. I Honestly, as annoyed as I am with the offseason so far, with the things that sl- seemingly slipped through our fingers. I'd be super happy if he ended up start signing Gardner. I would be super excited about that. Even if it was, like, seven years, six million. <laughs> like, whatever. Like, those last years, he'll suck. Okay, Those will, you'll, you'll figure that out at that point. You know, like, like I want to focus on now. And now, if you add Gardner and one of our great young guys has a bit of a breakout season, all of a sudden, a very close, like, the best team ever, almost, to not make the playoffs becomes much better... And then who knows what can happen in the playoffs? You know, like you've got to be aiming for that, for that, for that cup always.
1: I agree, but I don't think Jake Garner is going to put us over the top. Um... He's exactly what the Canadians need. He's not the perfect player, but he's he fits exactly.
0: He, we need a puck moving left defenseman with good possession numbers that can play next to Shea Weber. Like this, he's not the best one of that, but that's what he is, and he's pretty solid.
1: Well. I mean, I don't know. You were the one that lived in Toronto, so you've seen him play a lot more. <laughs> I mean, it's not like I went to Leafs games <laughs>
0: that much, but I don't know, but, uh, I, 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 don't I feel like we'd end up we'd end up loving him. If we, if, if 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 I guarantee you, if the Canadians sign Jake Gardner at some point during the season, we're going to be recording a podcast and you're going to be like, "Oh man, I was wrong." <laughs> Jake is the best. <laughs> like maybe not the best, but then the next episode he's gonna he's gonna cost us the game and make a huge blunder, you know. But you, I mean, know. you you know me well enough to know that I'm not gonna admit that I'm wrong. That well, that's how good <laughs> that's how good Jake Garner's gonna be next to Shea Weber. He's never played against anyone that was good at
1: all. Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, they never had the best defense, obviously, in Toronto. Uh, they but. had
0: the, my, like Riley's good. not Mike Riley, uh, Morgan Riley, and and Riley, but they never they wouldn't play together right because they're both left handed. Yeah. So.
1: I mean, we'll see. Yeah, uh, you know, I mean, obviously, there's still plenty of time. We'll see. Uh, I mean, in in the coming in, in this week, if Jake Garner uh, does end up signing somewhere or not, I mean, obviously, if if he's still there this time next week, it's going to be a little suspicious. You See, that's the thing.
0: If he's still there this time this week, then I'm starting to be like, okay, like what's what's going on with this guy? Like, cause there's no information coming out. Like, what? Uh, well, actually, something I, I I heard today. It was um, like, I got he's not always the most reliable, but uh, the fourth. Uh, Fourth period guy, uh, yeah, Pagnota. The, the
1: Pagnota. Yeah, he, like
0: he seems like he has some insights, but sometimes it seems like he's kind of saying anything. But he was saying that uh, uh, Jesus. Well, yeah, yeah, that there's teams that are interested in Gardner that don't have the cap space. So there's teams that are right now trying to free up cap for Gardner, which could that if the Canadians aren't aren't interested in Gardner, which is possible. That could be an opportunity for them, right? Because that could be a trade they could do to, sh- oh, yeah, to add sure. more assets, right? To use the cap space. The team's trying to just move a bad contract and to, to free up some space. Uh, I mean, I, I don't know, like, who exactly it could be. I mean, one bad contract that uh, uh, Eric Engels was talking about this uh, uh, on, on Twitter earlier today is uh, the potential of Nashville wanting to move Kyle Turris, who just had a terrible year in Nashville. Because now they sh- they signed <coughs> to Duchesne. And the Canadians seemingly maybe wanted to sign a center. I mean, Turris might be interesting to the Canadians. You move Max Domi to the wing. And I don't think he would cost a lot at all. I think they Because right now, Nashville's got Duchesne, Johansson, Bonino. I mean, they don't need Kyle Turris no, at all. No, no, that's they just, sure. they just want to get a $6 million off the books. And he had one bad year, but he's a solid player.
1: Yeah, he's not bad. I mean, uh, yeah, he's not a bad center. I mean, he's definitely... He's, I, I mean, I definitely wouldn't call him a, a top-line center. no. Um, That's cut Kinyemi, so it's fine. So, <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. <laughs> I mean, but uh, yeah, I think, that may, I think that could potentially make sense. I mean, they're going to have to do some. They're going to have to get a forward at this point. After giving up Shaw, they're going to have to have to get somebody. Yeah. Right. I mean, yeah, Paley might make the team, but I mean, Shaw's, Shaw, I mean, he, you know, he is I what mean, he is, but he was a, still a pretty big piece. I'm,
0: I'm not too worried about the forward group right now. Uh, like if if we went into the season, added a lefty and didn't add anyone on forward, I wouldn't be too worried. I think we the, the Canadians would be better if you you added a, a solid winger or something, or, or or a center, and then you can move Domi to the wing or, or something along those lines. Um, but because I because I, I'd be kind of I'd be there's players to be excited about. There's Paling, there's Suzuki to, to see if they can crack the lineup. Like who knows. The, the defense is still the main focus, but to me, getting at Kyle kind of Turris. The, the advantage there or even if it was uh, and, and any of the fours that we've talked about is then maybe you can use another asset to go get a defenseman you know
1: yeah well that's that's true that yeah could potentially open up a spot uh, that you could move uh, move a decent winger maybe for uh, <clears throat> for that defenseman that we're looking for yeah I mean I think tourists makes sense um, you know he did have a bit of a rough year last year probably wouldn't cost. Ca- I mean I don't think it's gonna be one of those things where you're you're taking on a quote unquote bad contract. I don't think that's necessarily a bad contract. You're probably not getting an asset, but I mean you're probably five cost years, very six
0: much. millions for
1: the season he just had. Yeah, but I mean I think he can definitely bounce back. I think so too.
0: I think so too, but I think they're gonna want to get rid of him. And maybe if they wanna maybe they want to add Jay Gardner. I, I don't see why they maybe, would. Maybe their defense is really <laughs> <bad enough. laughs> They did just get rid of PKC man. <laughs> replace him with Jay Gardner. You know? And then we they, they need to move
1: Kyle Terrace. Okay, uh, well, it. give give us a few picks. Maybe that's it. Uh, probably not, but um, ah, oh, it's gonna be interesting. I mean, we'll see. Um, yeah, Kyle Turris could be an option, but I mean, the Canadians. So, I mean, obviously, they traded Andrew Shaw. They also traded Eric uh, Eric Deloria. Fucking like Nicolas Delarivier for a fourth round pick, which I thought was a pretty good trade, but yeah, because he was nothing. You know. That's a lot of grit that you're losing right there. That's well, think? I mean, Delarivier was barely playing. Yeah, well, that's true. He didn't play too but much. That's but that's
0: true. But losing Shaw, that, that's a big aspect that we uh, he, he was the grit on the team, right? Like, yeah, the Shaw trade with nothing having happened is so weird now. Cause right now, would you trade a second and a third to go get Shaw? <laughs> because I would. <laughs> you know, like I don't know. Like I'm convinced that he he thought he had like Benjamin thought he had something in the bag, and that's why that's yeah, why I he think, moved yeah. him.
1: I think maybe that makes sense. Maybe that's why that they made the move. But I mean, now at this point, I mean, he's going to have to find a find a way to replace him for yeah. sure. So I mean, basically, they need to do two things at this point: go get that left-handed defenseman. We'll see if that's Jake Gardner. Hopefully, maybe we can get him on a short-term deal. Uh, and then we'll have to find a find a winger. Maybe a guy like Ryan Zingle wouldn't be a bad. Yeah, idea.
0: I mean for for that type of stuff. There's there's also people have been talking about. So, of what else is left in free agency? There's Zingle, does the Zing, the Zingle? There's Michael Furlan, People have been talking about. I a think lot. he could be a good option too. Yeah, he he, uh, he 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 like he can produce too, right? He had 40 points. i wonder the, the the problem though is looking at those guys in free agencies. Those are the guys that end up having terrible contracts. Yeah, you know, like they're not signed yet. So maybe You know Maybe you can get on But like I'd be way more worried Because that's the thing I'd rather be overpaying A guy like Gardner Or Like we're talking about Elite players like Duchesne By a couple million Because it's like At least they're bringing me something But if you're spending Two, three million like Like on a guy like Alsner, for example, <laughs> and he's just giving you nothing, you know. And it bas- it's it's like we have a four million dollar like buyout on the on the on the team that is just yeah. recurring every season, right? That's that's rough. They they usually want term and all that, but I mean they're not that old. I mean they're both twenty seven years old. So. Yeah,
1: I mean both guys. I mean obviously they're still not uh, not signed either, so maybe they're not getting the term or the deal that they want. Yeah. Um, I mean I think either one of those guys wouldn't be a bad option. Like you know if we could get them maybe for two or three years. I mean, is if, if Alain, if a big guy, right? He's 6'1", 2,
0: 17, just pulling up his page. Like, I, I knew it was a big guy, so that would, I hadn't even considered the loss of grit from Shaw, Because, like, looking through the roster, it's there really is much. no one else, <laughs> right? Like, Dale... Uh, not Dale Wiesa. I mean, I think Dale Wiesa is going to be in the minors. Uh, Jordan Wheel? <laughs>
1: yeah, I wouldn't say that's too much grit. But, <laughs> exactly. Like, aside from Gallagher, who's like 2'4". Yeah, exactly. I mean... Nate yeah, Thompson, so, Nate Thompson is good. Yeah, Nate Thompson.
0: I mean, Palings a big boy if he makes the team, so I mean that's something, but yeah, the really well Armia actually. Armia. 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 Yeah, can have grit. You know, maybe maybe we, we try to get him to cuz he is big, but he's not necessarily always no. the grittiest, you know. No, no, for sure. But maybe he can develop into that guy.
1: Yes, yeah, so, I mean, I think yeah, Furlan or um, or Zingle, one of them could definitely make some sense to replace Shaw. If you can get them on the right deal, so
0: I think Zingle is gonna be too. Like I think I like Phil Furlambat better than Zingle because I feel like Zingle he's gonna he's asking for too much because he had a he had, a, he, had he had a good year 56 points but like he was on Ottawa right so like there's no no one good in Ottawa no, no so he exactly. got points there but it, it, I I was uh, if I'm not mistaken he got benched in the playoffs did he really I thought yeah, he had like, a pretty good playoff I, I mean, could be wrong but let, let, let me let
1: me pull him up but. Um, uh, yeah, I think those. Yeah, Furlan's probably going to be cheaper. Um, I think he sort. I'm not really sure why, but I think he sort of fell out of favor with the Flames last year. Um, I mean, like two, two or three years ago, like he was one of their, like a fan favorite yeah. there. He was like one of their, one of their best players. So I'm not exactly sure what happened there, but yeah, I think those both of them could be decent options to replace Shaw. You know, if we can get them on a on a short term deal, if we can sign Gardner and one of those two, then I mean that wouldn't be. Wouldn't it be a bad free agency? No, no, not at all.
0: I mean, but then you, then it's kind of like you just... Like, is Felin is an improvement over Shaw? Yeah.
1: I yeah, mean... Shaw had a great year last year. Yeah, I don't like, think he was going to do it again. I agree. I
0: mean, we talked about this before, that it, it was the time to trade Shaw. Yeah. I was just a little disappointed that we didn't address our need. Like, do like picks are great, of course. <laughs> the... the, the the plethora of picks we've been getting over the years is why we have one of the best prospect pools in the league. If mm-hmm. some people are saying the best, even, but at this point, it's like, okay, do we need more picks? Like maybe you shot to go get a left defenseman. <laughs> I don't know.
1: Yeah, but I mean, there's still plenty of time. I mean, we have a we have plenty of picks, plenty of prospects that we can potentially move if if the deal's there. Um, so I mean, I, d- I definitely don't think it's time to panic yet. I mean, uh, what the? Tr- I mean, the season doesn't start for another three months. But so we have plenty of time we, to panic. <laughs> well, exactly. That's the problem. <laughs> That's the problem here in Montreal. Plenty of time to panic. But uh, yeah, I mean, uh, if we can go get Gardner in for line, I think yeah, we're off to a good start. The
0: thing is, is, like everyone is saying, oh, there's plenty of time to go get this person. There's plenty of time to go get blah blah blah. But it's like this is what we've been saying. Like there's been a need on left D for years. They thought they fixed it with Carl Alsner <laughs> They arguably made it worse. And and now it's just like okay, we keep hearing that Luckily, like, there's time we're gonna okay, and then the season's gonna start. Oh well look, trade deadline's coming up, maybe there'll be a left D available then, you know, like a trades Bajami said to himself. Trades
1: are hard. Yeah, no, it's easier said <laughs> than done to go, yeah. you know, to make a trade, obviously. But um no, I mean I mean I, I can't see them going into the season with the defense that they have. Uh, well, the defense they have right now I mean, uh, they're definitely I mean, you know, maybe the top guys aren't going to work out, like, like we've already said like Shea Theodore, Gossis Bear um, you know, Fowler but I think, you know, at the end of the day he, he will find someone somewhere that
0: I, I mean, I look forward to it I and mean, we can do an emergency podcast the second it happens <laughs> and, I mean, like,
1: if you can have your pick, pick of the is, is Ghost
0: your, your favorite one out of all of them? It's been rumored, like, who knows if it was, like, over, like, a Letty or... Yeah, obviously. I mean, it
1: all depends on what you're giving up, obviously. Yeah. But, I mean, uh, yeah, if, if I can just take any one of them, yes, but... Like, same price.
0: Le- le- yeah. Hypothetically, we're not giving up any assets. Like, because, like, I think I think Gardner is a better choice just because we're not giving up any assets, you know, at, the, at this point. Like I, I, like, I do think that the Islanders for Letty, for example, are going to want some sort of forward...
1: Yeah, you want no, pretty, it could, it you could make sense. But, yeah, I think Goss' would be great. I mean, Fowler, too. I mean, they're rebuilding. Maybe, that, you yeah. know, maybe no, that's yeah. something that could happen. Yeah, but
0: Fowler's going to be even more expensive, asset-wise. I know, Fowler yeah, and Ghost I are probably think, close. Yeah, it's probably yeah. pretty simple. They're both pretty... They're, I mean, I feel like it, we're talking about a solid prospect. Maybe not one of the top prospects.
1: but like Yeah, you're probably looking at, like, you know, maybe Nick Suzuki. And,
0: and like, that's the thing. Would yeah. you not rather keep Suzuki... And just sign Gardner and give him his like fucking six years that Jim he wants. Fowler, Fowler
1: is a lot better than Gardner.
0: Is he even? And how he wants to get rid of him?
1: Well, cause I mean they're they're getting younger at this point. So, I mean, yeah. I would take
0: Jake Garner over. I would Jake. I would take Jake Garner and Nick Suzuki over Cam Fowler on his own. Do you know what I mean? Like I'd rather have Jake Garner and whatever asset we have to give up for Fowler. Than having Fowler
1: again. I mean, it all depends on the on the Gardner contract. If he signs with the Canadians, we'll see what. Yeah. Fowler's
0: never even cracked forty points. Yeah,
1: but it's he. He's. Oh, uh, well, yeah, he that's not true. His
0: first season, he cracked forty. Yeah, forty. He's exactly. a good defenseman. Though. Yeah, but we need a puck movement. You know who's a good defense? He was a good defensively. Shea Weber. <laughs> you know, and Shea Weber. The older he gets, the more he's gonna be become like more of a stay at home kind of guy. And he needs a fucking roamer, like
1: Garner, just skating, twirling around the ice, and he can just fix his mistakes. Twirling around the ice. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Fucking coughing up the puck every two seconds.
0: And then Shea Weber's gonna uh, knock down the guy that picked up the the, the giveaway, man. This is as simple as that.
1: Anyway, we're three days in; plenty of time to go. We'll see what they, we'll see what happens. Uh. I mean, th- there were a couple of other. I don't think did we did we talk about the other signings of the Canadians?
0: They were basically AHL signings. But on on the first day of free agency was Riley Barber. Who actually doesn't? He seems like he might end up being
1: kind yeah, of he scored, like uh, I think thirty-one goals last year in the AHL. Well, he he was the leader for the Hershey Hershey
0: Bears in yep. goals, and he's only twenty-five. I mean, you never know. I mean, could I have a really good camp, be a first call kind of thing, and end up finding his uh, his niche with the Canadians. I mean, I was on Twitter and kind of the the fans were kind of like, okay, can, they were saying like the the washington right was yeah, yeah. the washington fans were saying uh, okay great canadians please give him a chance like he's like one of those players that fans have been frustrated that they he hasn't given the mm. opportunity and they think he maybe has the, the potential to do it. So, I mean, yeah. like, why well, I mean, not, 31
1: right? goals in the AHL, I mean, that's pretty good. At, well,
0: at worst, is good for the
1: yeah, Rocket. Yeah. yeah, for sure. I mean, elite at worst, or uh, I think he's like 25, 26. I mean, you know, he'll be a great yeah, player yeah, he's, 20, he's 25, yeah. Phil Veroni, too, is a really good player as well. As they added today, a little bit older, 28 years old.
0: So, Phil Veroni, just looking at his stats, I mean, I don't, I don't I don't know if you've seen any either of these players play that much, but he's had his shot in the NHL, yeah, and it hasn't really translated to to any sort of production. So I think he's one of those guys that great AHLer, but maybe a call a call up if you have injuries, but you know, just kind of in general, just an AHLer. Uh, but I think I think Barber could end up being a guy that comes up halfway through the season after a yeah. few injuries and ends up doing all right on the team. So that's a solid signing for sure. Maybe
1: I mean, there's a lot of young guys too that, that are probably going to be playing with the Rocket that could potentially get that call up as well. Of course,
0: of course. But, you know, man, I mean, maybe the young guys are already there, you know?
1: Maybe, maybe. Well, I think, I think Paling has a decent chance of making the team. I I can't see Suzuki being on the team. No. I mean, he's, he's, kind of small too. It all depends like, on the
0: camp, right? I remember Suzuki yeah. having a very disappointing camp last year. Yeah. So
1: I'm curious because we were all so excited
0: because we got rid of mm-hmm. who, and we then we got Suzuki who was a really exciting prospect. Like, I can't wait to watch him. I mean, we were obviously excited for Kotkaniemi too, but part of me, I think I actually said on one of her first pods that I was more excited for Suzuki because I thought he was closer yeah. Boy was I wrong. <laughs> Kinyemi was much more exciting to watch, but I, I I hope he takes a step this year at camp. So you never know if he does, he could end up uh, uh, yeah end up cracking the squad. Yeah. I, th-
1: I, th- I think he ends up in the AHL, but it, like he'll probably, play some games this year yeah, for sure. No, yeah, maybe he starts. You know, maybe yeah. plays a couple of games in the uh, in the NHL and they get sent back down and they gets called called up a couple months later.
0: But paling, the thing with paling is that. I don't think you're hurting his development that, that much putting him as a fourth line center.
1: No, because I mean, he's, he's, he's never so going to be a top exactly. Line guy anyway.
0: So you can play him on the fourth line and have him like kind of playing with the big guys and all that. And if there's an injury, you move him up and all that. Because yeah. there's no way he's not the fourth line center. Like it's 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 going to be Domi Kachanami and Deno like as it is right now. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. I mean, I, yeah, I think he's he's yeah offers more upside than Nate Thompson, obviously. Oh, for sure, for sure. But, uh, but um, yeah, I mean. We'll see. I mean, it's it's obviously. I mean, those are two big signings for the Rocket. I mean, the Rocket are going to be a really exciting team this year. Going to have you know, two young go Well, I don't know what's going to happen with Lingren, but I mean, they have two young, go- really good young goalies in Caden Primo and Mike uh, Michael McNiven. Great I'm details. assuming
0: Lingren will have to go through waivers, right? Yeah. Okay. So I would. Does
1: he get picked? up? I don't know. It's going to be interesting to see.
0: Has he ever? Has he been through waivers? No. No. So, no. I mean. I don't think he's worth much uh, at this point. I mean, I think we've we've talked about this already. Uh, at at this point with Lindgren, I'm mean, I'm glad they went and got Kincaid. I mean, like Price said that he he wanted a veteran as a backup, yeah. and I think it's it. This is especially with how Niami was was last year. It's good to get a, a good solid backup, but I don't want then Lindgren going back and taking starts from no, Primo exactly. and, and McNiven yeah
1: that's what kind of scares me a little you bit I mean hopefully that's not gonna be the case hopefully if he does go through waivers hopefully he gets picked up yeah and so a, in a a of, weird, yeah. or just
0: moving for like a six round pick or whatever you know yeah
1: well actually that, I mean potentially if they do send him down and he goes through waivers then you could maybe trade him for something it's that way like he can be in the AHL
0: Oh, if he clears waiver. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. That's a good call. Yeah, yeah, that's
1: true. Yep. Yeah, so, I mean, it's going to be a really good year. I mean, uh, obviously they had trouble scoring last year yeah. in Laval, so I mean, they added two big pieces uh, in the first couple of days of free agency. They still could add maybe one or two other vet- veterans as well, so.
0: And I do think, I think a lot of people kind of, like, don't care or scoff at improving the AHL team, but I think it is important to, throughout the organization, having this kind of, like, winning culture, you, you you don't want all the kids coming from a bad situation, no, where fair. where they're, they're they're always losing. I mean, it was it was a rough year in uh, in Laval, and and just selfishly, just going to watch and play is gonna be way more fun. What you, oh, exactly. Did You see
1: one win in twelve games last year. Or something, something like that. Like That's yeah. yeah, pretty, pretty <laughs> depressing. But but yeah, I, th- I think I mean definitely if, if you can you know have have some solid veterans on the team too. I mean that and and you have some success. I mean it definitely breeds success. Yeah. You know. For, for the young kids, and then moving up, you know, they'll be they'll be ready to go in and, and in a better mindset, in a better position to have success.
0: That's the thing with Suzuki, too. I would kind of like, unless he has, like, a really, really, really good camp, I would love for him to just go nuts in the AHL, you know? Yeah, have, a, think, yeah. have a really yeah, big yeah, year there, and yeah. then, like, like... I don't think paling at this point needs it as... Like just the type of player paling is... Because when, it, when someone that you want to be a, produ- a point producer... Or, or a score. They, there's a certain confidence that comes with it that they need to have, and you can develop that in the AHL. It's like, um, who was it that blew up in the... Was it, was it Spedza? No. That, during the lockout... Could be Spencer. I think I think it might have been Spencer that he, be. he he was at that point in his career where he definitely wouldn't have played in the AHL but ended mm. up going to the AHL and yeah. in the, in the, the first lock and had an amazing <clears> year <throat> and then broke out the next when 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 he came back, right? Cuz he got that extra year of development and I think a, a guy like Suzuki could really really take advantage of that.
1: Yeah. Yeah, no, I think that makes sense. I mean, I wouldn't mind seeing Paling down there either, uh, you know, if he's going to center the first line. I think that that could be bad, not a bad option either. No, so, I mean, playing, in, uh, playing out of the fourth line of Montreal wouldn't be the worst option either. But, um, yeah, it's going to be an exciting year for Laval as well. So, but, Laval and Montreal. Yeah, definitely.
0: The, the, the thing with Paling, why I'd almost rather see him in Montreal, is if I think of what I want Paling to to improve for the, the potential player he might be, I want him to be so, a solid defensive player. I want him to be amazing face-off guy. I want him maybe to develop his physical game. And these are all things I, I feel like he might be able to develop better at the at the NHL level, playing against elite competition, you know, just yeah, I I, I just wanted to, to, to hone those types of skills. And I think the rest will come. I don't. I think he seems like the type of guy who's going to work hard and, oh, and yeah. get, get the yeah, job yeah, done. I mean, uh, either way, I think he'll do fine in the AHL. Mm-hmm. But I, th- I think I think he starts the season in the Canadians. Honestly,
1: I wouldn't be surprised. I'd be surprised if Suzuki did, but uh, yeah, I'm not too surprised if uh, if Peeling does start the uh, season in the NHL.
0: So aside from that, was there any other kind of like AHL guys or whatever that they might sign? You think or
1: no? I mean, well, the you mentioned Rockets, like a veteran, but is there a guy that comes up or no? I mean, we'll see. I mean, uh, I mean the Rocket uh, re- recently on the first they they'd signed another guy, William Peltier, but not not really a score or anything, just sort of a depth guy for the team. But um, no, I mean they've you know they've brought back a lot of players they had last year as well. I mean, obviously, you have the influx of, of young kids. Otto Liskin, and uh, the Finnish defenseman that they signed when he at the rookie camp, he looked really good. And obviously, he was playing against guys that were younger than him. But yeah, um, I mean, he's got he's he's definitely got some good potential as well. So, I mean, I think he's going to be an exciting guy to watch in the AHL. He could definitely get a, a call up relatively quickly with quickly with the Canadians. I think
0: so. this should definitely be a playoff team next year, right? Yeah, I like that that shouldn't so. be. <coughs> Yeah, I would. I would think. I, so. I, I like the AHL is so hard to predict because, <clears throat> I mean, it's hard to keep up just with your local team, the Canadi- the, the 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 Rocket, and all the moves that happen. The, every team, there's so much turnaround in the AHL. Oh yeah, there's so who, always turnaround. So who knows how the uh, how the other teams are gonna do? But I'd, I'd, I'd love for it to be stuff too, more better because I, mean. I I would love for the because it's actually a really good time going to Rocket games. And I think if the Rocket have a bit of a playoff push, and because I, I remember when I was living in Toronto, the the, uh, the Marlies, they had a push to the final and all that. And at, at this point, the the leagues were already out, out, out of the playoffs and all that. And there was a buzz around the Marlies. People were excited to go to the games. And I think the same kind of thing could happen with the Rocket. Oh, and definitely. I, they, they could develop kind of like a, a bit of a fan base with younger players. And people would see that it's a great fucking time going to those games. It's oh, so awesome. much
1: cheaper. Cheap beer. Yeah, cheap beer. <laughs> well, cheaper beer. Yeah, which
0: which which helps <laughs> with the games when you get to the third and the Rocket are already for sure gonna lose. <laughs> makes the game a lot more interesting, you, you know. I mean, I can't remember as much what happened during the game, but you know, it makes it a little Sometimes bit. more... That's a good thing. Yeah, exactly, exactly. But uh, yeah, so uh, we'll see what happens with the Rocket. So then, just to finish it off here, I guess. So, what do you think if you had to predict what is gonna be? Who's the player? Like, you're convinced the Canadians are gonna start the season with, with an extra player on lefty. Who is it gonna be? Is it gonna be? Some plug like Ben Hutton, who's gonna fight with Kulak for the second spot. Is it gonna be Letty? Is it gonna be Jake Garner? Who's who it gonna be?
1: Uh, I think they end up getting Garner. Yeah, I think I so I think too. they're gonna end up doing it.
0: I, I think if you had to put money on who's gonna get Garner, yeah. the Canadians are such an obvious choice. Yeah, I think I, I think the main reason he's not signed yet is because he's holding out. He hopes to go back to the Leafs. And he's quickly going to realize that can't happen unless he's willing to play for like two million a year.
1: Yeah, yeah. I think I think Gardner and and I think Michael Furlong makes a lot of a lot of sense too. I think. Now, do Both.
0: you think you you will be happy with the deal that we give Gardner?
1: <laughs> That's a whole other story. <laughs> like I think we're getting. No, I, I I don't think I'm going to be too crazy, but yeah. <laughs> we'll see. Because
0: like the, the rumor is he wants seven times seven. I mean, like I always say, he can want whatever he wants. Yeah. We don't have to give it to him, and I don't think a lot of teams would give that to him or can give that to him. Honestly, I mean, if we just bring it down to six million, like the the seven, just seems like a just a little bit, you know,
1: yeah. a little bit too much. I have a feel bring I, I, it to I feel like he's gonna get like six point five over like for five. Okay, which see, I'm okay with that. Really? Well, anyway, I, I'm okay with that. The, anyway, the cap keeps going up. It's Bergie's decision. I what mean, at this he, point, he
0: moved Shaw yeah. for a reason. I feel like now he, ha- he almost yeah, he has, has to. Do but then the, the sure. funny thing is is he has to, but as much as I – he's going to get a ton of backlash. Oh, for sure. People hate Jake Gardner. And the thing <laughs> that sucks about Gardner is that, like, people are going to be so stubborn to be right, like you, that he, he could play great for ten games in a row and then have one – one a hiccup in the 11th game. Oh my God! The worst player in the league. This plug, Pylon Gardner, and all that stuff. Got these memes with him being terrible.
1: I, as soon as he puts on the Habs jersey, I'll like him. I, That's I never, true. I never you, hate on anyone. You are a pretty
0: big homer. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So we will be back when Gardner signs with the Canadians to talk about how excited I am and how scared Dustin is. And so, uh, uh,
1: so we do, hopefully, well, a special guest plan for next week. Yeah, we won't we do. say who. <laughs> I know. In case it falls through. Yeah, <laughs> that's a good point. But
0: <laughs> if it does fall through, we'll find someone else. But, uh, uh, all right, as always, follow us at the Habs Forum. Always feel free to ask us questions. I mean, it might be a while. Uh, well, actually, we, if we, the interview works out, we'll definitely have another episode for that. Until then, we're going to wait to see what the Canadians do. But, like I just said, follow us at the Habs Forum, and you'll know when the episode yeah. airs.
1: Follow us on Twitter, follow us on uh, on Facebook, follow us on SoundCloud, on on iTunes. You know, yeah, make yeah. sure to like the episode. You know, we're all, we always appreciate feedback. Uh, shout out to actually one of our fans that gave us uh, gave us some solid feedback this week, Will from New York. So I didn't know we had fans in New York. Wow, that's exciting. I know listeners it was from New world. <laughs> I know cuz who wants to be a Rangers fan? <laughs> there you go. Exactly. The Canadians are much more into. Exactly. All right. <laughs>